Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 454, recorded live on Sunday, March 20th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who is recording from his home, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who is also recording from his home, Andy Lowe. Hi. But your home being your house. Yes. Yes, Kate was good to point out that the apartment also was technically my home. Yes. So... You, you actually have two homes. Yes, technically we do at the moment, yes. But they do say home is where the heart is. Home so... is where the internet is. <laughs> yeah, but don't you have internet at both places? <laughs> yes, yes we do. So... Will the two of you stop this? <laughs> home is where Andy is at any given time? Maybe. Maybe maybe it is where the heart is. That would make sense. You know what? What the the hardest? Uh, not the hardest. One of the most fun things that you have coming to you. Yeah. Is all the times that you're going to say, "Let's go back to the apartment," and then stop halfway through and correct yourself and say, "House." I've done that a couple of times. Yep. That continues for a few months. Oh, I don't doubt it. Just I'm, as a heads up, I'm just waiting for that one day after work where I'm just like tired and running on autopilot. You drive to the apartment and I'll drive to the apartment and I'll pull yep. up there and I'll get out and I'll wonder why, you know, like, what am I doing here? And then, you know, I'll have to get back in the car and then drive over to the house. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I lucked out because my old apartment is like a quarter mile away from the house. Oh, ours is three miles. Oh, so, so that's not too bad. No. It's it's like a five minute drive then. Yeah. Right. Just Yep. That'll that might happen. I don't know. But you'll definitely call your house the apartment. Well, I think we're gonna call our house the Fortress of Doom. But... Okay. So you will correct yourself instead of saying the house, you will say the fortress. Yes. You're not going to actually call it like in a daily usage Fortress of Doom. I don't know. You'll, you'll probably just refer to it as the Fortress. Probably. We'll see how it goes. Also, the three miles will take us uh, eight minutes for driving. That's a long time for three miles. Yeah. Well, there's not really any, like, direct way there. We kind of have to zig and then zag and then zig and then zag and then zig and then zag. And and then zig? Uh, followed by a zag? No, there's another zag and then a couple more zags. Followed by a final zig? No. No. Th- no more zigs. No more zigs. It's like just, zag. Just all zags. All zags. Every time I say the word Zags in my head, I go Gonzaga. How was your bracket, Andy? Let's check. Let's see. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. Hold on. I'm sitting there. Seven, six, six, seven. So that was my first round was I only got one, two, three, four, five, six wrong. I only got I only got six games incorrect that first round. The second round, though, you're doing better than I am. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm already after the first day already at eight wrong. You're doing better than I am. <laughs> one of my final four is already out, but the other three are still there, including my champ national champion and my final two. So I still have a possibility of winning Monahan's bracket. Okay. Well, I mean, you're you're only at 59, right? That's you. Yeah, 56. I'm at 73. Okay, not not too bad, but I lost the final round. Yeah, let's see my, my champion lost in their first round because, yeah, maybe I can at least get like the quarterfinal. Nope, nope, maybe. I can get two out of the four quarterfinals. I don't see you on the list, unless you're David. I'm David. Ah, there we go. That's that's why. Yeah. 
kind of picked Michigan State to take the whole thing. Possible points. You're, this is the most points you can possibly get. Yep. 98. Okay. My you possible could get points. 125. Yes. Yep. I'm actually pretty darn low in that possible points. Yeah. In fact, there's oh, there's a couple of people who have like possible points. There we go. 78 <laughs> is the lowest. Someone has wow. Someone picked some really bad winners. 46. I can get 46 correct games. You can get 40. No, that's not you. 42. It's not bad. 42 out of 63. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally possibly not going to win. What's really funny though is we carry MSU basketball for the area. Yeah. And so, you know, we have one MSU game happening Friday afternoon. Yep. We have to basic, the next game was going to be Sunday, today. Yep. So we already had to program everything in. We're going, okay, so the MSU game is going to possibly start at this time. So we'll need, you know, to program in the pregame to start at this time. No. We got all the stuff set up for the weekend. We already submitted all the logs Friday afternoon, like... They lose. Four, I'd swear it was like 4.30 when the game finally got over and they lost. And so everybody is literally in a mad scramble to go, oh crap, we've programmed a game that's not going to be there. What are we going to do? So there's a mad dash to re-import all of the... Oh, God, it was just... From I was, on the other hand, out at one of the transmitter sites, so I didn't have this directly happen. So it was just hearing happenstance of people going, well, there goes another two hours of my day right there. I have to replan the entire weekend. It's not the entire weekend. You just have to replan, like, those three hours, right? Yeah, but you have to reset up, you have to rebuild the entire log. Uh, or just carry a different game. <laughs> uh, you could do that. I wonder how many people would notice. <laughs> Or, right, like, it's March Madness, just carry a game, some game, any game. Uh, uh, I don't know if we actually could. I don't know if we actually carry any of those games on our satellite receiver. Which, thanks to the internet, I could actually check from here. You could. That's what I love it, Mike. Oh, except I don't remember what my serial number is. Oh. Oh. Then you can't. Foiled again. Foiled! But yes, we, we have we have internet and television now at the house. Congratulations! It Thank is you. now a livable domain. <laughs> Forget food and water. You just need TV and internet. Not even TV. You just need internet. Yes. If you have internet at a location, everything else is fine, usually. Yes. Once again, I feel like I should do my art project of getting an empty space of land, like literally like somehow being able to buy everything that you need to live on Amazon. Too bad you can't buy real estate on Amazon unless you buy you? unless you buy a boat. Can you buy a boat on Amazon? You probably could buy a boat on Amazon. You know what you could buy? Materials to make a house. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember we talked about that years ago. Yeah. You can buy lumber on Amazon. But you can't buy the land. No. Okay. Yeah, lumber in all departments. Raw building materials. There's literally a category now that's just raw building materials. It's going to be kind of expensive to buy all your wood through Amazon. Five bucks probably for a two-by-four? It's probably not the cheapest wood. Five bucks for a two-by-four. Wow, that's uh, that's a little on the uh, high side. So... Yeah, sorry, I went down a rabbit hole there. I'm getting off of Amazon. Okay, are you... Oh, you're, you're clicking around in Amazon. Yeah. That's what's... Go- I'm like, what, Andy, where are you? <laughs> I'm looking at lumber. You're looking at lumber. Yeah. Andy's looking at wood on the internet. Hi-oh. Woo! 
So should we actually talk about topics? Sure. Topics, 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 topics. It was a pretty slow week. Yeah? Yeah, especially with GDC going on. I was expecting, you know, more news, but... Uh, a lot of VR stuff yes. out of GDC. Oh. We can segue that into a topic. Sure. Because the PlayStation VR yeah. had its uh, price point announced. Okay. And release date. Ooh. Two days from now. <laughs> no. Oh, the pre-orders start two days from now. Yes. It is going to be released in October. Okay. October 2016. Price, $400. So about as much as the actual console. Yeah. So taken together, if you want to buy it new, you're looking at $800. Well, you also need um, you need to have the camera and the move controllers as well. Looking at $1,000. Uh, well, 500 for the controllers and the camera and the VR headset for that whole bundle is 500 How and much then, is the PS4? <laughs> I don't know. To Amazon! <laughs> PlayStation 4. Console, $364.97. Yep, $350 for the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 bundle. Ooh. Wait a second, the Call of Duty Black Ops bundle is actually cheaper than just buying the PlayStation 4 by itself? Well, this is the 500 gigabyte console and one controller. Yes, that's the Sony PlayStation 4 500 gigabyte console with one controller by itself. And yes... I don't know what's going on in the other room. I don't know. So yeah, it's uh, $500 for the move controllers, the camera, and the headset. It also comes with a demo disc. Ooh. And a copy of PlayStation VR Worlds. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's, it, it doesn't have a killer app yet. No, or killer use, or yeah. uh, really much of anything. But it's there. It's, it does exist for free. $400 plus a lot of other stuff. Yes, it... Uh, I. That's for a headset. Yes. Right? So, yes. like, if they ever do a two-player game, you'd need a second headset. Yes. Yes, you would. That's, that's my biggest concern with VR right now, is that it's isolating. When you do a, a VR game, you can't share a screen. No, no, you can't. You can't even, like, sit and watch someone play it. No, because it looks literally like they're sleeping. So that is my, my biggest concern kind of right now. Yeah, we were at um, we were at the AT&T store getting our internet and television, and they had the Gear VR headset sitting yeah. out there. So, of course, I'm waiting for the guy to come talk to me, so I put it on. Yeah. And then Kate is standing next to me watching me and literally like she's like very closely, you know, trying to poke me in the face or something because I can't see anything because I got the headset on. Right. Yes. And And, sorry, Kate's talking in the other room now. So it's she's on the phone. Focus, Um, Andy. I know it's hard. Um, so then she, uh, once I'm done with it, she, she puts it on she's like, you know what you look like? And then she literally just stands there and whips her head around going like all different directions. She's like, that's what you look like. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's not yeah. That's, that's to be expected, though. But yeah, no, it's it's not a group. There's no Ready Player One. There's no snow crash sort of thing. It's just person isolated with a headset on. Well, but in in those stories, the person is completely isolated. Yeah, but what's the group aspect of it? Granted, the uh, mobile the group developer- aspect in those are that they are MMO. Yeah, so you are you are interacting with other people within the game, but you're still not interacting with them in a physical presence. I don't know. I still don't see it. I see it. I just have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like 
that it's going to be so physically isolating. But then again, I don't spend a lot of time with people anymore. Well, that's not in the real world. Oh, Pathfinder. Oh, so you meet with people in the real world to go play characters in a uh, fictional world. Yes. You say that like it's a bad thing. What do you do? With, I mean, you do curling. Yes. Right? That's yes. about it. So what else do you do with people in the real world? We're thinking about joining a bowling league. Cool. <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, although that is another example of a uh, see that would be something that that could be VR'd quite easily in the sense of the interaction aspect of it because you're not doing much with those people you're just physically in the same presence as them and so that's on on the side of gaming like that could still happen but it's harder because the price point right you'd need headsets for everyone who's in the same place yeah yeah I don't know the whole thing's kind of confusing it's a big mess (laughs) It's going to be a wild time is what it's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be a transition period. So speaking of gaming. Well, speaking of PlayStation. Oh, what? There's other PlayStation news? There's something else that came out of GDC. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. Okay. It's only a rumor. Uh, PlayStation 4.5. PlayStation. You can't start using decibel numbers. This doesn't work. (laughs) You can when you aren't calling it like a major new release, a new upgrade. It's still a PlayStation 4. It's just... It's what Microsoft did with the the Xbox 360 Elite. You remember that bullshit? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's a better console with better hardware, but it's still a 360. So this is still a PS4. It's just going to do things like 4K gaming. Wow, what type of GPU is going to be in there for 4K gaming? Don't know, but it's it's just a rumor. It's not anything for certain yet, but PlayStation 4.5. Someone evidently called it the PS4K. Ooh. I think I yeah, like that, that better that than that would f- be the four point five. Yeah, better than that the four point five. Good marketing tool. The PS four K. Yep. Do you think you're gonna hear about that at uh E three? Yeah. I think if we don't hear about it at E three, we aren't going to hear about it this year. So there's your, your other PlayStation news. Okay. I was gonna go with other gaming news. Uh we could go with games like Go. Well, I was going to go for Games for Giving. Gamers for Giving! Yes. Their charity event. Yes. Last weekend at the Convocation Center at Eastern Michigan University. Which is to say the the basketball arena. Yes. They literally filled the basketball arena. That's pretty cool. And they made? Uh, They raised $172,494.55. Cool. So they made $18,659.55 with raffle tickets, merchandise, and donations. Somebody anonymously donated seven grand. Nice. Uh, sponsorship donations were 22000 and entry fees and streamer donations were $124,835. So they, you know, because they were, they were web streaming all this stuff here and 50% of that, about 60, $62,000 of that was raised just from people watching the web stream. Woo! Yeah. Man, they've done so much with that. It's like, damn, Zach. Good damn. for him. Good for him. Yeah. So I, I wanted to make sure we got that one in there because $172,000 is. I mean, it's not like, you know, child's play or. No. Uh, AGDQ, but that's still very impressive. Yeah. How much does Desert Bus pull in? Desert Bus pulls in like a million, doesn't it? You're going to look it up, aren't you? I'm already doing so. Uh, no. Nope. Uh, end of the busing. Desert Bus raises about 700000 now. 
they've had a lifetime total of 3.1 million. Yeah. Which ain't, <laughs> that's not bad at all. It's not bad. I mean, nine years, but yeah. Damn. When does that happen? November. Those poor bastards. Mm-hmm. We really should see about getting Zach on the show again. It's been yeah. a while. Just check in with him. Mm-hmm. We can try that. Yep. So that was, uh, that's Gamers Forgiving. Yep. The Gaming Gamers Outreach Foundation. I still have my shirt for that. I'm very proud. Man, these guys have done such a good job. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. I should try and make it out for next year. Just hang out. And I'm, um, just, I'm just sitting here doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do with your life? I started a charity that makes $100,000 at an event. Okay. Hey, whatever works. Moving towards gaming. So talking about gaming still, but let's talk about Go. The rounds four and five were played. And we finally won a game. By oh. we, I mean the human. <laughs> Lisa Dahl won a game. Yes. And I, I, so I didn't watch game four. And now I kind of regret it. Because, holy crap, he didn't just win the game. He, like, absolutely destroyed the AI. He, I, I mean, so I, I watched a recap of it. And I watched a, a guy explain it and walk through it. And there was just one move where, like, throughout the whole beginning of the game, he was getting trashed. Absolutely getting trashed. But this is the reason why Lisa Dahl is, like, the number, well, now he's the number three uh, Go player in the world <laughs> used to be considered number two, and then AlphaGo is now ranked number two. Uh, AlphaGo, by the way, has received an honorary nine Don rating, which means it is ranked with the experts. It, which makes sense. Like it, it is that that is as high as you can get. The question then becomes: like, I wonder if somebody in the Go community who thinks they're a hot shot will actually like challenge. Well, the the number one uh, Go player who I mean, he's he's just ranked highest of all has said he doesn't want to play it. <sighs> that he doesn't feel like it would be a challenge. <laughs> That's isn't that what Lee said basically? Yeah, Lisa Dahl was like, uh, Lisa Dahl said he, he was thinking, what was it, that it would be, uh, shit, what was it? He said he'd go either 5-0 and or 4-1, and not 1-4. and <laughs> That, I, I, I feel like he, he doesn't want his honor to be disgraced if he loses to a machine. I don't know. Go ranks and ratings. Where the hell is that list? The hard part is, like, I keep getting all these CSGO websites. Come on. List of the top title holders in Go. Lee Chang Ho? No. I think it's Lee Chang Ho, because Lee Sado is number two. I don't know. Yeah, no, not that it, important. It, not that, I, I've got the no, guy, the, Dave. But the, it's not the guy, Andy, I'm telling you, because his name is, is K. Oh. I've got Lee Chang Ho, who's the South Korean professional Go player of the 9 Dan rank. He's regarded by many as the greatest Go player in history. Yeah, but... Are you talking about Cho Hoon Win? No. This is the, like, rank of people... I don't think this is people current. Like, I'm on the same Wikipedia page you're on. This is the top title holders. Oh. This is not necessarily active people. Oh, yeah, these are the top title holders. Okay. I want the current Go rankings. Our Google Foo is bad right now. Yeah, this is this is like terrible. I know there's a website too, and I just don't remember what it's called. Yeah, I'm I'm stuck. I got nothing. Nope, don't know it. Oh well. Uh, all right. Well, I I thought I had the right one there, but I guess not. Maybe if I try. 
don't know. But we did win round four, which was awesome. So we uh, actually we did win course, a match. <laughs> yeah, of course, round and and again, like it was not just he won the match; he obliterated AlphaGo. Uh, and then round five, AlphaGo won again. Now I want to point out it's not that uh, AlphaGo learned from round four because the program was frozen; they weren't doing any more learning during these games. Yeah. They had gotten it to a point where they wanted it, and they kept it there. So he beat and lost to the same level of artificial intelligence. So it's, that's right. It was in the good area then. But oh my god, there's just so much analysis out there of what was happening in these games. And it's so, so intriguing to watch this stuff and hear what these people have to say and listen as they walk you through the game. I went back to match two, and I found the spot. Match two was the uh, the one where AlphaGo made what was considered to be like a wholly original and unique move. And Andy, I just sent it to you. I'll actually post this. Because it's so fun to watch Michael Redmond, who's this like one of the best Go players in the world. He's the best in North America. And watch his reaction as, as he looks at the board and looks at what uh, AlphaGo did. Oh, is this the one where he... He couldn't figure out. He thought it was the wrong move. Like he did. Yeah. He thought he put it on the board wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So you watch it, but he, he looks at the board. He looks up at his thing. He's like, wait, no. Yep. No. Wait. No. Yep. Wait a minute. And like, it's just so beautiful to watch that. It's one of those things where it's like, well, wait a second. What? <laughs> That's a very interesting move. I would not have done that. <laughs> oh. So at some point, I'm going to have to spend, you know, like 12 hours. Well, no, it's four hours a match, five matches. I'm going to have to spend a day <laughs> watching all these. Just watching match after match? They have 15-minute yeah. recaps. Oh. Because well, a lot of the match is empty time where the commentators will be playing around on the board and saying, well, this is what I expect, and here's what, you know, here's why they made this move, and here's what would have happened if they made this move. But they also break it down into uh, 15-minute summaries. So you can do it in an hour. I'll have to, uh, well, I can try, I'll start with the hour, and then uh, after that, you know. Decide if you want to watch more. Mm-hmm. Watch game two. If you're going to watch any of them, watch game two. It's just so good to watch as, as they do this. Um, but again, beautiful advantage on YouTube is the 1.25 speed. Yes, no, I'll have to keep that in mind. So definitely use that. Or else you'll be there for a long time. So other Google news. I haven't seen anything about Game 5, by the way. I have no idea how it actually went. Um, supposedly Game 5, because uh, uh, Lee won playing... Is he playing white or is he playing black? Uh, he played white when he won. Um, yeah, he wanted to see if he could win playing black. So he yep. picked that one. Um, Google Alpha or, or AlphaGo, AlphaGo supposedly made a mistake in the beginning and was clawing his way back and somehow was still able to win. But yeah. not, that's I haven't paid too much attention to the last match. Um, but speaking of Google, Austin Dynamics, yep, is now up for sale. This is the group that makes the scary robots. Yes, the video that we saw of the scary robots and the, you know the all that other fun stuff. The robots walking on their own mm-hmm. and then getting beat up by this one guy. How much would you pay for Boston Dynamics? I don't know. But the, the other question was like, okay, why? Because they, they bought them and they were like, oh, yeah, robotics, robotics, robotics. And now all of a sudden they're selling them. Uh, this is why I linked to this article rather than the business news reports because um, this guy actually talks to a Google alum who's kind of like, you know, like, why do you think Google is trying to sell them? And she basically says is 
Boston Dynamics programming of AI stuff is not what Google normally does. And so it was a culture clash. That's what the problem was. So it's like Google, especially if they sell Boston Dynamics, they could sell all of the parts of Boston Dynamics that they don't want and keep the parts that they do. Yeah. And be like, okay, well, we're going to keep this, this, and this. Bring so, in our own engineers. I mean, why, why did they buy it? What are they getting out of Boston Dynamics? It feels like there's some overlap between what Boston Dynamics was doing and what the automotive uh, cars are doing. Yes, which is so, why both of them were kind of combined to the Google X program. Yeah, so there's the driverless cars and the, the like awareness of physical objects. But what else are they getting out of it? I don't know. Which is probably why they're selling it. Well, they're basically selling it because... Um, let me go back to one of the business reports of uh, what they said. And I'll stop the autoplay video because that's just annoying. Come on. No, I don't want your video to load. I want it to stop there. <laughs> um, they basically said there was no uh, – uh, in the meeting, they said, we as a startup of our size cannot spend 30-plus percent of our resources on things that take 10 years. There's some time frame that we need to be generating an amount of revenue that covers expenses – and that needs to be for a few years, and that was just not within Google's time frame. They wanted they wanted a more you know they wanted to actually earn some money off of Boston Dynamics, and that was wasn't possible because basically, according to the other article, the culture class and Google's like, all right, we want you guys to do this, and they're like, well, that's going to take a few years, and Google's like, all right, it's not in our uh, budgetary plan, so Google's like, all right, we'll put you up for sale. Hmm. Okay, then. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's one of those things where we're not going to know the exact answer. According to one of the things there, it was also the fact that uh, there was excitement from those videos, but then they were also seeing some negative threads about it being terrifying, ready to take human jobs. Well, but that was the point, right? Like, that's the point of robotics. Yeah. To make it so we don't need to work. Which is, uh, what was it, Carl Jr. was actually looking about creating a entirely automated restaurant? Um, I mean, McDonald's has already done a huge part of that. Have you ever seen the uh, the drink orders at a McDonald's? Yeah, well, yeah, no, with the cup that comes down and a little conveyor belt that goes around. Yeah. Yep, and it's completely automated. Like, it's triggered by the system when someone purchases a drink. So there's that. Uh, and it, it, this does dovetail into one of our other our other topics about uh, the FCA approving robo advisors, so robo bankers. Yeah, talk to me about that. So the Royal Bank of Scotland was noticing that a lot of people were trying to do online banking rather than you know going to the bank in person. Yeah, and so like okay, so we need to get onto more. We need to spend more of our budget rather than face to face talking go with automated so the financial conduct authority in the uk agreed to allow people basically to have robo financial advisors the new online service quoting the article here will allow customers to log on to internet banking and receive free tailored financial advice after answering a number of questions like what are you saving for how much do you have to invest how long do you want to invest your money for that sort of thing mm. and so it'll just do the decision tree and then yes. show you you should do this yes. and give you the tools to do it yeah uh they said um in order to qualify basically for an actual person now you have to have at least 250,000 pounds to invest <laughs> would Sorry. you do it would i go for the well most of the financial stuff there is pretty straightforward Okay. It's like, okay, well, you want to invest. There's there's uh, part of our 401k plan here at work is like, okay, you put in a plan that you put out what age you want to be when you retire. <laughs> Which for us is always a fun discussion to have. Yeah. 
When are you going to retire? If you want to annoy someone in their 30s, go ask them when they're thinking about retiring. <laughs> when are you thinking you're going to get to retire, Andy? I don't know. I don't know. When are you planning for retirement? I don't know. So which 401k did you pick? I haven't actually yet. Andy! I was trying to save... Pick your damn 401k. I was trying to save for a down payment on a house. True. Very true. <laughs> does, your, does your company do any sort of matching, though? No. Oh, well, then don't do any 401k. What should I do instead, then? You Dave? should be dropping it into IRAs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then once you've filled your maximum on an IRA, you should just be investing it yourself. Investing in what? Mutual funds and T-bonds and that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, combination of mutual funds, bonds, and stock. Yep. Oh, taxes. Yep. Sorry. Um, now, I, I should also probably remind everyone, I am not a financial <laughs> advisor, advisor or a financial <laughs> planner. Uh, <laughs> most of my information comes from the Reddit of financial advice. And so, you know, <laughs> be take, that, that. take that with a grain of salt. A little bit. I'm not sure a grain is actually enough. It's like the cinnamon challenge, but with salt. The, the salt challenge? The salt challenge. Have you ever done the cinnamon challenge? No, nor do I want to. It's just a spoonful of cinnamon, right? Yeah, but that does not help the medicine go down. It, it just doesn't go down? No. That sucks. Yeah, it, I've seen it. I, like, I see people almost vomit from it. <laughs> I don't know what the draw is or why it's so hard, but it, it does not look pleasant. Did you ever watch those YouTube videos of the people, things that people post to Vine where it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to try this thing, and then it just goes horribly wrong, and you're just like, why Why would you actually post that to your Vine? Why would you post I your... I have not. Oh. I did see this one guy who is, he tries to do like electronics lessons, but he's really bad at it. <laughs> and so he, it's just this compilation of him getting shocked and burned and burned and shocked and shocked and burned. And startled and shocked. I've only been shocked really twice in my life. I was shocked. Well, I define shocked. Um, where you know I, I was had- sort of shocked for for one thing because um, there was a frayed wire plugged into the wall. Yeah, no, that was my second one. My first one, uh, I accidentally cut an extension cord. Oops. When I was lawn mowing. Oops. And I grabbed the extension cord right where it had cut. Oh. And I literally was like bridged my hand. Oops. Yeah. But was that in series or in parallel? Uh, it was in series. Okay. But just on the one just side? On, just, on, just on my one hand. Yeah. But just one, like the positive side of the wire. Yeah. Okay. But I had bridged the connection with my hand because I had cut through the wire. But when I oh, grabbed it. Oh, it, it was cut all the way through. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. So it. it Ow. I bridged oh. the connection with my hand. Ow. Yeah. No, that. burn? Yeah. No, that, that left a black mark on my palm for like yeah. Yeah. a while. Second See, time, mine, I was, the, the connection wasn't severed. It was just exposed. Oh. And so I ran my hand up the wire because I needed to find where the switch was. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just running my hand up the wire. I'm like, why is my hand tingling? <laughs> and I, I like played with it for a second and rubbed it back and forth. I'm like, oh, because that's an exposed wire. Oops. Yeah, no, I've, uh, <laughs> you want to learn about, you know, what electronics can do, talk to some broadcast engineers, people who have lost, like, part of their fingers due to the high voltage and amperage of things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, they had to cut off the finger. <laughs> but that's okay, the RF burn cauter- cauterized the wound. Ow. Yeah. 
Ow, 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 ow. Well, when you're dealing with 50,000 watts of power, you got to be careful. It's, you know, I go, I go into, when I get, go into a transmitter building that I don't know, my hands are always in my pockets. Rubber-soled shoes? Yep. Wearing my tennis shoes, wearing, putting my hands in my pocket. Ow, 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 ow. Part of the reason why my wedding ring is ceramic, non-conductive electricity. Yep. Non-conductive electricity? Non-conductive of electricity. There we go. There That's we what, go. Sorry, I didn't know. I missed. You missed my of. I definitely missed the of. Okay. I think advanced recording analysis will show that there was no of <laughs> that was actually spoken. So speaking of RF, people are the U.S. Army is developing a new form of radar, which I found actually kind of interesting. Wait, but how do you do a new form of radar? Uh, they're trying to uh, use what looks like uh, spread spectrum. So basically how your cell phone works. So I don't know how my cell phone works. Can you explain that? Your cell phone takes, because all the cell phones working on basically the same frequency, right? Yeah. And there's like, that frequency is broken up into smaller frequency channels. Okay. Just like my router. Yeah. So, so point, like my router is 2.5 gigahertz. Yes. But there's the channel 1 through 11. Yes. Okay. So if there's a lot of what you, your phone is smart enough to do is it will start on channel one for a second and then it will jump over to channel three, maybe jump to channel seven. It's it's a it's kind of like a, a rolling thing there. So you can have multiple people, more than 11 people on there because you're only using one part of the spectrum for a little bit at a time. And you're just okay. moving every it's it's like you're, it's like keeping plates spinning in the air. OK, so that's what sped spread spectrum does, because you literally spread your your message across multiple channels of your frequency of your spectrum. Got it. OK. Radar is basically just like a big spotlight where you just take one one part of your spectrum. You just turn it on full blast and you shoot it somewhere and then it will hit yes. something and then bounce. And you back. Watch for the bounce. Yeah. Right. Well, it's really easy <laughs> to tell where the radar is coming from because it's literally like a spotlight. Yeah. You see those big spotlights, you know, that's, that they that's use in, what those like little missile lock warnings are in yeah. planes. Yes. Okay. And, you know, when and the current war game strategy for the Air Force is you normally just take out the radar first because then the, the major, yeah, you cripple the other team. And so using sped, spread spectrum radar, which I still have to figure out exactly how this is supposed to work, um, you won't be able to tell the radar from just the background noise. See, but you're going to have to be able to. At some point, you need to be able to tell the radar from the background noise because you need to be able to differentiate the background noise from your radar. Yes, but if you know what frequency you're on, you know what to listen for. Oh, uh, so you're saying that only the person sending it would Will be, be able to... Yes. Mm. If you're, you know, because the radar detector on the, the incoming plane or whatever will be able to, normally you could just tell if it's just a massive sudden burst of electromagnetic radiation coming from a specific point. You can kind of assume, oh, hey, hey, look, that's radar. But if it's, you know, bouncing around all over the place, you can't tell it over from just all the no background noise. So you, you on, as the plane flying towards the radar detector, won't be able to tell. But the person who's actually operating it knows exactly what to listen for where. Do you know the story about modern battleships? No. And, and the, uh, it was around World War II. Battleships went and underwent a fundamental design change around World War II. Okay. Uh, and it was a change where the deck guns on the battleship could turn. So prior to that, if you think of ships, yes, right, you just you have like classic, like the, 
sailing ships. You had cannons along the side. Yeah. That was it. If you had to shoot someone, you had to broadside them. Yes. Well, around World War, I think it was World War II. Maybe it might have been World War One, but I think it was World War II. They started designing battleships where these giant artillery could turn, which means you could shoot in any direction, which was a huge game changer. And the British sat on it for years. Like they designed it and said, oh, my God, this would make everything so powerful. And then they didn't produce it for years. And I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen here. The reason they didn't produce it for years is because as soon as that technology gets out, as soon as people see that that's the case... All of your old ships becomes obsolete. Yeah, no, that this is the same way. It's the, your traditional radar systems, your early warning devices become obsolete overnight. Yeah, you, you, um, and and the other side of that is you you don't want the other side using this against you. Yeah, so I hope they've already thought up of counters to this because otherwise we're in trouble. That is an excellent question. Granted, I have a feeling that. Yeah, no, this is going to be... I feel like this stuff at the current state is going to be too big to uh, work in a plane, so it's all going to be defensive in nature. Oh, uh, but, okay, so the ground stations would do this. Yeah, not the planes, but who knows? As we know, things, technology shrinks in size. Yeah. So, this is going to be interesting. A little bit, a little bit. So what uh, else do you want to talk about? Well, I actually just added a, to- a topic. Ooh. So you can refresh. Gawker is in trouble. <laughs> oh... Gawker Media is in deep, deep trouble. Uh, they just got hit with a really big fine. $115 million? Yeah. Gawker Media does not have $115 million to spare. Oof. So they released a sex tape. Of Hulk Hogan, yeah. I remember that. Of Hulk Hogan, who had a judge say, take it down, and they didn't, claiming free speech, which is stupid. And so the judge said no, and... <laughs> Now they have to pay $115 million. Ooh, that's going to hurt. Yeah, so that's kind of problematic. Because Wait, Hulk Hogan's of... name is not Hulk Hogan? That's the one thing I'm getting from this article right away. Yeah, Terry Bullia. Huh, I did not know that. You didn't know Hulk Hogan is not actually named Hulk Hogan? No, no, I did not. Okay, <laughs> his name is not Hulk Hogan. Okay. But Gawker is a lot of websites. Yeah. Like Jalopnik, Kotaku, Lifehacker. Most of these are sites that Gawker purchased, but it looks like they might need to sell because otherwise they have to pay $115 million. I expect they'll just start selling off pieces of the company. Yeah, well, they said they expect an appeals court will need to resolve the case. No surprise. Yeah, the thing is they might have to pay the money first before the appeals court. So... That's an interesting thing. I'm going to have to find a new news aggregator. Yep. I get a lot of my aggregated news from their websites, which is unfortunate. Oh, well. That sucks. Uh, other bad news. Ransomware. Yeah, ransomware's not good. Ransomware's not good. You guys, you you had it too, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, you I had some... personally had to deal with ransomware at a company. Yeah. Uh, so here's a fun thing. Previously, the way this system works mm-hmm. is it would go to your computer, generate a private key, and encrypt all the files. And then you would purchase the key back to decrypt it. Well, in order for it to encrypt your files with that key, it has to have that key. Yes. And so what it would do is generate that key and leave it on the computer. <laughs> Which okay. was kind of silly. 
But hey, whatever. Like most people aren't going to know where to look for it or how yeah. to find it or anything about it. And so they just left it there. Uh, eventually, some security companies figured out, no, you don't actually need to pay them because the key is stored on your computer. You can just grab the key and decrypt your files. That no longer happens. Oh. The the hackers slash criminals who created the virus, the ransomware, uh, have patched it. And so now it copies the key to a server and then destroys the local key. Oh. So, you know, oops. Well, crap. Yeah, that's kind of sucky. So, you should do what I did and just make sure you have a daily backup and... <laughs> blow up the hard drive and then just re-import it from the backup. Yep. Until they patch it where it sits and resides on the system for a few days or weeks so that it gets into the backups oof. and then it triggers. <sighs> that would be oof, that would be annoying where you you it would hit, you'd be like, okay, so you blow it up, you take previous days backup and then literally no the joke, next day it hits again. Because the clock hits. Oh, that would suck so bad. Why would you even think about that, Dave? <laughs> now it's out there. Oh, come on. <laughs> Been out there. The hard part is, like, you'd have to get the service waiting. And so once it happens the second time, you'd be like, okay, uh, we need to figure out a way to stop this before it triggers. Yeah. So you'd have to hook the service into the boot up sequence so that it triggers before people get a chance to do anything to it. Yeah, well, you'd probably be able to boot into safe mode where it only, you know, triggers X number of services. Right, like, and so you'd have to you'd have to uh, bring it into like a core Windows service so that it does trigger on safe mode. Ooh, that's that's a bit on the tougher side. It's, it's not impossible. Yep, <laughs> that would just take a little bit more work. I may have been thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's really not a good thing, but it's there. So, I'm sure I'm not the first one to think about it. Um, there's an Apple event tomorrow. Yeah? By tomorrow, if you're listening to this, that was either today or on Monday. The 21st. The 21st, yeah. Okay. So I posted a topic there of the possible things that are going to be talked about at the Apple event. Uh, if you reload the page. Oh. Because I oh, just there posted it. it. Just yeah. post it. Okay. Four Everything inch. Apple plans to announce. Yeah. Like, actually plans to, or this is just, we think they might plan. Like, does someone at, at BGR have inside information? My guess, yes. All right. If a not, we'll see. Four-inch iPhone. We... Yeah. Why? They're going in the other direction. Okay. A 9.7-inch iPad Pro. That's huge. New Apple Watch bands and partnerships, and iOS 9.3. So, nothing groundbreaking. No. Smaller, okay. bigger, and an update. Has Apple run out of big ideas? ideas? Apple ran out of big ideas before Steve Jobs died. Ooh. But that's also probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's, it's been watching this company go into a train wreck, mm. and it's just ever so slowly. They're coasting on the cult of Mac. Yes. Oh, that's really cute. I saw that there was a, a Raspberry Pi power-efficient storage. I didn't notice that it was 314 gigabytes. Yeah, it was 314 gigabytes, and they sold it for... How much did they sell it for? I think they sold it for, like, uh, yeah, discounted the price to $31.42. Oh, that's adorable. So, yeah, uh, Western Digital went all out for Pi Day. 
That's adorable. Here's a 314 gigabyte hard drive that we're going to sell for $31.42. Normally costs 45 but <laughs> for 31.42. That's adorable. Built specifically for the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, so very low power, yep. but very big. Yeah, no, 314 gigabytes, it's at that point you could probably turn your Raspberry Pi to a basically a web surfer. Yep. Uh Netflix just bought a movie. They they're buying movies all the time. Well, they're buying rights to movies. Yeah. Well, this is the rights to produce a movie. Oh. If I'm reading this correctly, uh or the rights to distribute a movie maybe that someone else is producing. Right. David Will Smith. It is a Max Landis script with David Ayer to direct. And Will Smith to star. Yeah, this is them. They're they're shooting it. This is going to be a Netflix produced movie. Well then, three million dollars for the script, forty five million dollars for shooting, another forty five million dollars for actors and other expenses. Netflix will supposedly invest north of ninety million dollars for the entire package. They say there could be a limited theatrical launch day and date, but most likely, yeah, this is just going to go straight to Netflix. Oh, man. Imagine the negotiations with the movie theater guild, whatever they're called. The, the MPAA? The, no, the MPAA is the, the Motion Pictures Association. Oh, oh, yeah. There's you're talking national, about... It's, it's a... <sighs> shit. National Theater and... Oh. What is the name of that group? Is it like... I think it might have been... I know it's not a unique acronym. National Theater Association. National Association of Theater Owners. Ah. NATO. <laughs> really? That's how I remember it, is because it's it's NATO. It's I was thinking it was NASA for a second, but it's not. It's NATO. It's the National Association of Theater Owners. But the the negotiations that they're going to have to do between NATO and Netflix is going to be really interesting. If Netflix actually wants to put this in theaters, what are the theaters going to demand? Well, the theaters, I don't think, really have a dog in the Netflix... Well, they do probably do have a dog in the Netflix fight. They definitely do. Especially if Netflix is now literally going to this time going, all right, we're just going to make our own movies. Right. Screw you guys. We're going to make our own movies. With Blackjack and Hookers and Will Smith. <laughs> Actually, forget the Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> Just Will Smith. Granted, Will Smith movie is not really carrying the amount of weight that it used to. Yeah. I don't know. Concussion was supposed to be really good. Well, let's let Will Smith box office. Will Smith movie box office results. Okay, so let's see. Uh, but, uh, lifetime gross of Hitch was 179 million. Pursuit of Happiness was 163 million. I Am Legend was 256. Hancock 227. MIB 3 179. Then you hit After Earth with 60 million. Winter's yeah, Tale kind of- with 12. Focus with 53. Concussion. With 34. So they're like big box office things. No. Yeah, Men in Black, 250 million. Independence Day, 300 million. Enemy of the State, 111. Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West even got 113 million. It was a terrible movie. It was a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> Kate says it's delightful. It's a terrible movie. Oh, Kevin Klein is delightful. Sorry, my apologies. That yeah. one, I, I'll agree with Kevin Klein. <laughs> no, yes. Okay, Wild Wild Kate. West was a great example of an amazing cast doing a terrible movie. 
All right. Uh, anything else big? Microsoft is opening Xbox Live to other systems so that they can communicate and play games with each other. Welcome to the PC world. I guess. Granted, they're already doing that with PC. You can do Xbox One and PC stuff together, so now they're just adding PS4 to the mix. That's yep. Basically, since most likely consoles are best, basically very specific computers... Granted, they've got their own operating system, so yeah, you just got to... Well, sort of. I mean, (laughs) isn't the operating system for the Xbox just Windows 10? Probably. Okay. Uh, No surprise, the FBI has uh, released a public service announcement saying, um, motor vehicles increasingly vulnerable to remote exploits. Watch out. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Which we've been talking about for how long? Like, what? The Wired article was released uh, July of last year, which we talked about. About the motor hacking? Yeah, with the guys yeah. who hacked the Jeep Cherokee and then had Chrysler release their massive patch yep. for it. And so realizing no surprise, that most vehicles on the road are vulnerable. <laughs> we've known about this for eight months, but hey, FBI's got to work at the speed of government. At least it's out there. Mm-hmm. No, yes, at least it's actually, it's FBI, Department of Transportation, National Highway S- Safety Traffic Board, or whatever it is. Yeah, NTSB. Yeah, National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, NHTSA, and the FBI, and the DOT. So at least that's out there now, so that's good. Uh, I think that's basically it. Oh, there's a lot of malware advertising over the last week that hit um, the New York Times, the BBC, Newsweek, Hill, MSN, AOL, the Weather Network, Realtor.com, all through third-party uh, advertisers. Oof. And people want to know why I tell them to use uBlock. I'm using uBlock Origin. That's what you told me to use, right? Yes. You okay. have it turned off on our. You have it turned off on our page, right? Um, maybe. <laughs> Didn't we go through this with Adblocker as well? We did. There we go. (laughs) All right. How do I turn it off for a specific domain? Um, You go to the domain, you hit the little shield, and then you hit hit the the power button, and then you hit the little reload thing. And so it stays on for other domains, just not for... Okay, cool. Yes. Good to know. Yay! All right. Should we hit the randoms? Yeah, we probably should. What do you... Your review. Yes, I am reviewing SketchUp. Now this SketchUp. U- yes, SketchUp. Sounds like a condiment. No, that's ketchup. SketchUp. SketchUp used to be owned by Google. Yeah, it was now for doing buildings and architecture. Yeah. Now it's not. Um, but they have uh, they have a freeware version of it mm-hmm. called SketchUp Make, which is freeware, which is what I'm using because I'm trying to build our house. In 3D. Okay. But you can do this also. They've got different templates that you can pick. So they have like architectural templates, construction templates, yep. landscaping, interior. Ooh. And they also have like, um, yeah, interior design, which is just inches. Can I, is, is there like a mobile utility that I could use with my phone to start importing things? Well, um, you can actually import um, like CSVs and that sort of stuff, and CAD, uh, CAD other, files, CAD files, yeah. Okay, but like I can't take a picture of the front of my house and and have it use the angles and stuff to figure out what's going on. No, it's, this is not your magic plan, which even then was but still I want not it to be. Yeah, I know. I haven't gotten that far yet, but you know, once I finished out my magic plan of the basement at work. I could import that directly into um, 
Google SketchUp. SketchUp, and there's my floor plan, and all I got to do is just literally just grab the walls, drag them up to the right height, and boom, I've got a 3D version of Your basically the, the floor plan. Well, well I did start this with the basement. basement at work, yeah. Yeah. There's also a mobile viewer, which is also nice, so you can actually, you know... Can this yeah. export to, like, 3D printers? I do believe so, yes. I haven't actually tried that since, you know, I don't have a 3D printer, but this... Um, I think there's a lot of 3D stuff that actually, like, they send out their files in the SketchUp format. I've, I've, I, you could probably see a SketchUp and MakerBot or something. Okay. Let's see. SketchUp, MakerBot. MakerBot blog for SketchUp. Uh, da-da, SketchUp design tip fix, fix, flip, fix flipped faces. Yeah, if you're using Google SketchUp for designing 3D printable models, you may have noticed that this... After checking out our rotary sprinkles, yeah, so it looks like people can actually export to STL, which then you'll use for your MakerBot. So there you go. Neat. So like I said, it's there's a, there's a pro version, which is, you know, all the bells and whistles, but it's like 400 bucks. Wow. But this is for like, that would be for like... <laughs> a design company. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Now it's uh, $700 for the pro license. Wow. That's a lot You can of buy money. a student license for 50 though. But I'm not a student. Uh, I can be a student. Oh, are valid for one date from the date of purchase. Valid for what? So you can get the full version as a student for $50, but it's only good for one year. Okay. I heard one day. No, sorry. One year. I'm pretty sure you said one day. Also, what's great is um, they have uh, a 3D warehouse of models that people have already made. Ooh. So no, yeah, if you wanted a 3D model of the One World Trade Center building, you could download it because somebody's already made it. Ah, uh, like the, the, okay. My guess is just the outside of the building. You know, if you had something that you wanted to throw a truck in there, you could download different 3D model of trucks that people have already made. Uh, there's roof trusses that people have already built. Tower blocks, tables, windows, staircases, apartment buildings. It's one of those things where it's like, if you don't want to have to try and build it yourself, you just want to put a chair somewhere in a, in a 3D room that you made. My guess is somebody's already made a chair. And you can just drop it in there, scale it to the right size, and boom, you're good to go. Cute. Yeah, cars. So how long does it take to learn how to do most of this stuff? Um, there are a lot of YouTube videos online. Most of the stuff that I'm doing is pretty simple. Like to build a room, you can just basically build a box and then you offset the walls because walls are actually have thickness. And then you just grab the, the, the thing there and you just raise them up and then you got, a, you got walls in a room. And then it, it took me like 15 minutes of watching a video to learn how to build a room Okay. in SketchUp. So it's... It's pretty intuitive, at least for me, for doing this sort of stuff there. The control scheme's a little interesting to get used to, but like I said, there's the, the tutorials online. So many people doing tutorials for SketchUp. So it's, if, if you have a question about something, it's like, how do I put a window in a, into a wall in SketchUp? There's probably a video about that out there somewhere. You just got to do a, a, your own little research on it. Or you could just go to the warehouse, download somebody's room that somebody's already uploaded, and you've got a room. Yeah. And you can just modify it as you need. Neat. And like I said, the uh, Maker version, entirely free, which it can do most of what you need it to do. Yeah. So that's a, it's a pretty rough and tumble review, but... Well, I'm, I'm planning on playing with it. Yeah, it's always fun. We'll see what it looks like and what happens. Okay, so that was our random review. The random topic, I've rolled ahead of time. What random question would you most like to ask the people who write random topics for you? So this is Hans 
submitting a random topic, asking, what random question would you like to ask me? Um... <laughs> huh. I don't... I His his random questions are, like, so random. What questions would you like to ask Hans? Yes. What questions would you like to ask Hans? Oh. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So, for our anniversary, we got a postcard from Hans. Yeah. Let me read you what he wrote on the back here, right? Uh-oh. The ripple in the water as you paddle down the stream is the rhythm of your hearts celebrating your five-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Aaron and Collett. Interesting. Yeah, we read that and we're like, what? We got the postcard and we're like, oh, let's toot. What does it mean? So that's what you want to know is what does that mean? Yes. Which I'll luckily will hopefully get an answer to. <laughs> probably, yes, probably on another postcard sent to us. Yeah. I love getting his postcards. Oh, there's just something about actually like the physical mail. It's just not the same with, you know, email yeah. or text messages or stuff like that. Which, did you get our postcard yet? I did. Nice. I did, and I actually stopped and uh, grabbed some at work so that I could... Where did I put those? Because <laughs> I need to send it back. I need to send you a postcard. All right, so what question would you ask Hans? Well, it's not just Hans. Yeah, it's the people who most likely 90% of the time are Hans. Hans. Uh, what question would I like to ask the people yes. who submit questions? Yes. I would like to ask that when they submit a question, mm-hmm. they submit their answer. Ooh. That's not really a question, though. Unless you go, what do you think about this random question? So read read the random topic again. Okay, read the random Verbatim. topic. What random question would you most like to ask the people who write random okay. topics for you? So what, what question would you ask? Yes. I missed that. I, I just heard what would you ask them. Uh, what question would I ask? Yes. I would like to... Oh, God. I, see, I want to know what their answers are. I want to know what they think our answers are going to be. What's your favorite one so far? And why is it your favorite? Ooh, that's a good one. Because those who have submitted random topics are some of our longtime listeners. Yep. So it's like, all right, well, what, what has been your most favorite random question, random topic that you've given us or that we have answered? Yeah, and why? Yeah, that could be interesting, yeah. So that's what I would ask. All right. Well, I think... Those are our answers. Okay. Uh, just so you know, Villanova just won. Do I have them winning? I don't know. I didn't have your... I, I closed your bracket. I closed my bracket when we began talking. David Play. So I have no idea. Uh, yes, you did have Villanova. Yay! Good job, Villanova. In my bracket. You. Yeah, cool. I have them losing to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so I take it Maryland won, right? Maryland versus California, or is that not played yet? No, California lost to Hawaii. Yeah, so Maryland-Hawaii, rather, has, has who's won that? Uh, that has not played yet. Okay, I don't care. I have whoever wins that losing to Kansas. Yep. Okay, anyway, I think we should probably get out of here before we dive too deep into this hole. Yep, no, that's a good call. Alright, All right. that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail 
at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.